Welcome to the Waiting Warriors podcast. As loved ones of first responders and military personnel, we often face life situations and challenges that many others don't experience. And while each of us and our experiences are unique, together we can learn from one another and become stronger in this journey of life. Now let's step out of mediocrity. It's time to thrive. Hey, Waiting Warriors out there. Welcome to another week on the podcast. This week, we have Hannah Fleece. Hannah is a Air Force spouse, a twin mom, which are honestly superheroes in my book. She owns her own business um, as a copywriter and a content strategist. And welcome to the show, Hannah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course. So I was wondering if you would tell us about, share with us what you call the Davis first year challenge. What, <laughs> I think sure. it gives a good intro to you. <laughs> sure. Um, so my husband and I got married in December of 2018. Um, we actually had two weddings <laughs> because of the military. Um, so we got legally married like the day after Christmas and then we got actual married, like in front of everybody, um, on like a few days after that. So we had two weddings and that was kind of like a prelude for what the first year was going to be like. Um, and so we jokingly came up with this thing called the first year, the Davis first year challenge. Um, and all you have to do is get married, move across the country to an apartment, move again onto base, um, get pregnant with twins. <laughs> Um, have two emergency surgeries and um, then have those twins and also start your own business. And that's all you have to do to complete yeah, the job. No big deal. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. It was a lot. It was a lot. That's a big year. And most of it was not planned. So um, <laughs> like, good luck. <laughs> yeah. Good there luck. are no prizes. There are no winners. There's, um, there's no it's winners. just a challenge. Just, <laughs> take it on if you dare. Yeah. I feel like, <laughs> like just one of the crazy things that we do as military spouses, right? So, yeah. <laughs> so you've experienced all this, which has been a lot. And that, that was just one year. Obviously, you know, mm -hmm. you have a full lifetime of experience. But even just in that one year, you've experienced so much as a military spouse, but like what ways has being a, mil a military spouse, a waiting warrior helped you grow? Yeah. So I think that this military lifestyle or like if your spouse is a first responder, I think it really challenges your independence. Um, you have to be very self-reliant and flexible you have to be able to pick up and move at a moment's notice or um, be prepared to take over all of the household, all of the child raising, all of that, if your spouse gets deployed or something like that. So I think it's definitely a lesson in um, trusting yourself and being independent. And it's also, I think, um, <laughs> I feel like if you can survive your marriage in the military, then like you're golden outside. Yeah. I mean, we haven't been married outside of the military, so like check back with me on that. But <laughs> I just feel like all of the challenges that you face in a military relationship really 
kind of put you through your courses and you come out mm-hmm. much stronger on the other side. Yeah. That will happen if you like really address everything and figure out what life is trying to teach you then it works. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, I have a question though. Cause you, you talk about like, it gives you that independence, but how do you, how do you get from the point, like just from a, a real or like, not applicable, applicable is not the right word, but like, how do you actually do that? How do you actually get independent? How do you actually find that strength? How do you actually be resilient when like, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, it's easy Mm -hmm. to say that it's easy to say that that's what we are as waiting warriors, but how do you do that when you know, like I just heard t- from tonight from a friend who just got two weeks notice on a deployment. So all of those yeah. things that you said are now her reality, right? Like she is now doing everything on her own. She is being thrown into this, you know, like it's a very real thing. Mm-hmm. So how do we, how do we actually do that instead of just saying we're strong, we're resilient, we are, you know, flexible, like how, do you know what I mean? Like how, how sure. does that look for you? Sure. Um, so we have not actually had to, um, in my marriage, go through a deployment. I dated a guy in the army a long time ago and, um, I did all of those things, went through all of those things with him. Um, but it's definitely, and like, I hesitate to say this because it can sometimes sound mean and it, like, I don't mean it that way, but this lifestyle is not for everyone. And I don't feel like everybody can do it. And that is not a slight to anyone. It's just, it, you kind of have to decide if, if you're going to quit or not. And mm-hmm. either you quit on your marriage and you quit on your spouse when this tough stuff comes up and you leave or you stick it out. And like, that sounds so harsh, but it's just true. Yeah. I- <laughs> So I've, I've had the same like conversation with myself because it's like, it's, it's not for everyone, but at the same time, I've come to the same, same conclusion. I think you said it and we talk about it a lot, but we don't exactly say it is like, you have to make that decision. Mm -hmm. I think this life is for anyone who makes that decision. Not that you have to be a stubborn, you know, a stubborn woman like I am, or you have to be, you have to be a carefree hippie, crunchy woman, or you know what I mean? Like it's Mm -hmm. not necessarily a mold that you have to fit. It's, I think it's that decision that you have to make. So I, I like that you brought that up because it's, I think that's what it is. Like you, you can't quit on it, but you have to make the decision that you're not going to quit on something before it gets hard. Right. And I fundamentally believe that everybody is capable of sticking out this kind of stuff. Just like you said, it's just, you have to decide if the end is worth it for you. So Mm -hmm. somebody, and people are resilient through and through, but like I said, you just have to decide if the end is worth it. So, Mm -hmm. you know, sticking, like if you start your own business, um, that's hard to stick to, but if you decide that the end is worth it for you, then you'll stick to it. And so some people decide that they don't want this enough. They don't want, you know, they're not with the right person or this is too much for them at their stage, wherever, whatever stage they're at in life. 
and they decide I am not going to do this or I can't do it. Um, but if you make that commitment and you, and you say, I cannot say out loud that I quit, then, Mm -hmm. then you dig really deep and you do the thing you may like, no matter how hard it is, you dig deep and you find that resilience in you, that perseverance, because it's always there. You have just now decided that you're going to pull it from the depths and put it Mm -hmm. to work. Yeah. Can I just like give a, I have no idea how that would sound on the podcast, but I'm clapping. (laughs) I'm bowing. You can't see. Big big round of applause. Um, Because yeah, because that's, it's like, I I don't know, maybe I'm like getting too into it, but like the digging deep, it's like, yeah, that's how it is. And I'm sure you felt that like you're a mother of twins and yes, they're young, but like, geez, you're sleep deprived and you're running a business and you have everything that military is demanding of you. Like how, how have you been able to handle that? You know, do you know what I mean? Like, let me just say that it is really great that this is a vocal thing and not a visual thing because you would be like, my God, what a toll this has taken on her. <laughs> um, no, I mean, sometimes there are things like we just talked about there. Sometimes there are things where you have to say, I'm not going to quit. And there are mm-hmm. some things where you don't have a choice. Like I'm a mom now and that's it. So And what I mean by that's it is like, I can't just decide not to feed my kids. I mean, I can, but then like CPS gets involved and it's this whole thing. Um, So there are some things where you could leave if you wanted, but motherhood in my, you know, personal opinion is not one of those things. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's definitely not something that is rainbows and sunshine all the time, but it's something like I said, that you have to dig deep and pull from and, Mm -hmm. It's exhausting. Um, I, it's so funny. I can't tell you how many times people have come up to me and been like, I really wanted twins. Like, I just think that would be so fun. You get to dress them alike and, um, like they grin at each other and it's adorable. They hiccup back and forth. And those things are true. Like, it's very precious and sweet, but like there were lots of surgeries. There was lots of pain. There was a NICU stay. So it's one of those things that's like, it's a blessing, but it's also really hard. And I think that, you know, any parent understands how hard children can be. Um, I actually don't think the baby stage is terrible. Um, my husband and I have a pretty good system for the babies and we're able to work as a team and that's the only way we're able to make it work um, mm-hmm. is because we've decided, you know, we're going to share the load and split up our time and that kind of stuff. But I think any parent knows that this can really aggravate you to your core. Um, and any military spouse knows that the yeah. military can aggravate you to your core. It's almost like a petulant third child or however many children you have. It's yeah. just... And they won't, it's like a teenager. They won't listen to you. And you're like, okay, I'm right though. And then, you know, you end up being right, but there's no one you can tell because the general is not going to listen to your phone call. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So I, I didn't even think about this before the interview, but it's like, 
I, so I have, I have a few friends who have twins. I have a cousin who has twins mm -hmm. and like, so I'm, I'm not saying I'm an expert, but something <laughs> I have observed, <laughs> I have observed is that like when people have twins, especially people who have had single babies, is that the right term? Like single births? They call previously. them single twins, which is weird, I yeah. think. Okay, I'll just say single births. That sounds <laughs> better to me. But, like, people who have had single births and then have twins, they're like, you know, how do you do this? It's like, you just have to figure out a system. Like, you have to, like, your, um, what you said with you and your husband, like, you, it sounds like you made a plan. You just hunkered down and figured out how you were going to do it instead of kind of how like most of us handle having babies of like, okay, we'll just take it one day at a time mm -hmm. and we'll do our best and kind of hope for the best. Um, at least that's what I did with my first, but, <laughs> but like, but as you're talking about how you kind of had that approach with your husband, it's like, okay, that's what we have to do as as a waiting warrior family, like you can't mm -hmm. just hope for the best. You, if you just are willy nilly about what your life is going to be like and, you know, hope that you come out at the end with retirement together, like, I don't think you're going to survive. And mm -hmm. um, I'm going to be so bold as seeing what I have seen as a chaplain's wife and the statistics and the, the stories oh, that I've seen, mm -hmm. like you will not make it out. But when you're like what you and your husband were with your twins, like when you're intentional, when you have a plan, when you decide that how you're going to handle it together as a couple, then you make it out. And now my mind is like blown and I'm going to be stuck on this twin military <laughs> life comparison <laughs> metaphor. <laughs> I'm going to like see, it. especially since this lady that I follow on Instagram, like just had twins and mm -hmm. they're the cutest thing. And I'm kind of addicted to watching them. So now oh, every day Jordan? while I'm Jordan Page. Yes. Is it her? Oh my gosh. Does anybody else know about these? <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, yeah. so funny. They're, they're like a super fun family to follow anyways. Mm -hmm. And okay. So bring it back for anybody who has no idea what I'm talking about on Instagram. Her name is Jordan Page. She, if you follow me on Instagram, you've heard me talk about her because I'm a really big fan of her productivity boot camp and shelf cooking. But, um, if you need some cuteness in your life, mm -hmm. go and look at just the highlight bubble of the twins. It's like ridiculously cute. Anyways, now I'm going to be thinking of this <laughs> metaphor every time I'm watching her stories, which is. They have is, like so. 1300 kids though. I mean, they have a lot. <laughs> no, of the twins are just seven and eight oh and I'm from a family of eight. So it's like, oh, okay. whatever. So that's like, not even that many. Normal. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that's normal for me. And the fact that my grandpa was one of 17, that's like 13 million kids that, you know. Okay. <laughs> okay. Are you guys, um, a Catholic or Mormon or is, yeah. there, is there one of it's, those in there? Yeah. The church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yeah. So gotcha. it's, yes. it's, you know, we like families and that's the way it works. But yeah, anyways, no. okay. We got totally, I got sidetracked <laughs> with the twin. Okay. But God, yes. like, do, you get, do you get what I'm saying though? Like, yes. do, do you, am I just kind of seeing things that didn't happen, but it sounds like, it sounds like that's what you did. You guys 
came together as a couple and be like, okay, we have this, I'm, I'm saying problem, but it's in quotes. Like you have this problem, right? You're going to have twins. You are going to not be out. You're not going to be outnumbered, but like that is a huge change, a huge load to bear. And again, I, I say load with quotes. Like, I don't mean that as problems. I love children, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So we know that But <laughs> you have this situation that you have to handle. You could have just winged it and done what you could, or you can sit down and decide how are we going to handle this? Sure. So, um, I think part of it, my husband is like one of those, he's so obnoxious. He's like always on it. He always has it together. You know what I mean? I don't know if you know anyone like that. I just, yes. Yeah. It's so obnoxious. I can't believe I married him. Um, <laughs> but he, so he has a very, like, he'll just do the thing, whatever it is. He just does it. Um, and that's awesome. Like, that's really great. But at the same time, you can run into conflicts where, so like I stay at home with them all day, but I'm also running my business. So we have a really, like we follow a schedule every day. Mm -hmm. Like we nap at the same time, we eat at the same time or pretty close. Um, and so when he's home, there were several times where I was like, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. We're not there yet. And he's like, what are you talking about? And so <laughs> communication is huge. And even if you do have that system down, like you still have to tweak it. And I know that for families where the spouse is coming back from deployment, that is a huge thing sometimes trying yeah. to, cause you've been doing this by yourself and you guys have your routines. And then it's like fitting this whole new, not new, but like this whole other person in there and it can be so stressful. But as humans, we love structure. We love systems. We love to know what's going on because it helps us feel safe. And so that part of that part of that was why we felt like we need to have this down or we're going to get so burnt out and we're going to be fighting all of the time. We just had to decide, you know, this is what we're going to do. And I just happened to look out with my husband, Drew, because he, like I said, is very on top of things. Um, he's what is there's a word for it. High speed. No, not high speed. Um there's a word. I don't remember what it is, but there's a word for when you have it together. Um, and I am not that word, whatever it is. Um, the opposite of that. So, um, I mean, but this, like, this is our whole, that's our whole life story. I, I sound like the super villain in our love story and just a disorganized mess. So like, this is my life. It's fine. It's just, it still works though. Whatever it is. Yeah. It works and you have your strengths, but yeah, I, I like everything you said. Um, another question that I have though, is like how you talked earlier about digging down deep into yourself. Um, mm -hmm. and kind of like it, it makes me think of like the power that we have within ourselves. How, how do you not call upon that power? That sounds, that's like, not what Witchcraft. I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. But like, how, how do you hold on to that power? How have you found that power? Yeah. Let's go yeah. with that. How, you know, okay. how have you found that power? Um, I don't know that it's something that you find. Um, I think that we, like we become what we need to be. 
So we become military spouse, we become mom, we become a caregiver. We pick up all these roles um, as we get older and who we are, like the person that we are in our core can sometimes get left behind or swept under the rug or forgotten. And my, my whole thing is that it's okay. And not even is it just okay. It's important to remember who you were before you were all those other things. Because who you are fundamentally is what gets you through all of this stuff. Like that's mm-hmm. all within you. Um, and you can have an awesome partner and a great marriage and be an awesome mom. But a lot of that, most of that comes from who you are as a mm-hmm. person. Um, and so you need to do whatever it is to also feed that person, like who you are. So if you have a big dream, I think you need to call on that and work for it and do something. You can't just let it sit and rot. Um, you have to do something for that person that you were before you were a wife and mom and all of those things. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really daunting to, I mean, I, sometimes I wake up in the morning and I'm like, I have no idea how I'm going to do this day. Like the feeding and the cooking and the cleaning and all of those things and responding to my clients and working on things. But it's again, one of those things where I cannot bring myself to say I quit. So this business is a passion of mine. I love my kids. I love my husband. And so you call on those parts of yourself that are so, so deeply buried sometimes. And you just call on them and say, look, I need this to get through. And Mm -hmm. you pull those things up out of you and you put them to work for you so that you can have the the life you love and the life that you're happy to live every day. Because if Mm -hmm. you neglect any one of those things for too long, it starts to show and it cracks in every other area of your life as well. So it's a lot of balance. Um, and I feel like especially as, as moms and wives, there's kind of a, I don't know if it's a stigma necessarily, but it's, there's definitely a message of being a mom is the most important thing that you can ever do in your entire life period. And I, Totally agree that God's call to motherhood is so powerful and important, but being a mom is not the only thing you have to be or need to be. Um, You can also be Hannah CEO or Hannah rocket scientist or whatever you want to be. I think all of that is within your capabilities. And sometimes we just need somebody to say it's okay and important to chase after those things. Yeah, I would... I mean, just to not defend, but to express my point of view, like, I feel like it's, and and I have struggled with this. I've been through the, I've lost, you know, completely lost myself in motherhood and had to call on those strengths and figure out who I am again. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I've kind of been on a lot of different sides of the pendulum or whatever that word is. Uh (laughs) But like, I feel like it's that those things are so important and being true to who you are and, um, really holding on to the powers that you have are so powerful. But at the same time, there's no other success that will give you the same hope and love and just pure eternal joy 
than what motherhood can and will. But what I think is so interesting is like, sometimes I feel like people feel like they either have to be on one side or the other. And I think it's the middle that we need to be. It's, it's when we let ourselves be ourselves, but also let ourselves be ourselves in our motherhood. That's like, Mm -hmm. I just feel like so many people are missing that, that they feel like they have to be in mom box or in me box. And it's like, Mm -hmm. well, what if like, I'm just not the kind of mom that everybody else thinks that I am like should be. And I'm my kind of mom and I'm the, the Michelle kind of mom that does the Michelle kind of things. And yes, for me, that means I have some hobbies and I have a business on the side and do you know what I mean? But it's like, Mm -hmm. I just feel like we have, like you said, we have, we have these parts of ourselves and I I agree with you. I don't think those parts are supposed to be lost. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're supposed to be lost in motherhood. I don't think they're supposed to be, especially not in like military life or even just the way life throws us around. We don't have to be anybody else except for ourselves. Mm -hmm. But does that make sense? I just, I do have to just, at least my two cents and, you know, listeners can think how they want to, but business and hobbies are awesome. But if that's at the expense of your family, I don't think that's where true happiness will. Sure. No, that totally makes sense. Um, And I would agree with you. I think a lot of times, even if you ask somebody why they have a business or why they pursue some of those things on the side, a lot of times, you know, even maybe the majority of times it's to show their kids that you can do these things, that you can have these things. Um, Mm -hmm. Like for me, I want to be able to, to tell my girls that they can do my twins are girls. I don't think I said that earlier, (laughs) but I want to be able to tell my girls and any other kids that we have, you are capable of doing incredible Mm -hmm. things, no matter Mm -hmm. what the obstacles are in your path. Um, And so I think by being true to ourselves, we show our kids how to be more fulfilled um, Mm -hmm. in their lives. Um, So I, yeah, I don't think they're disconnected at all. I think it all is wonderfully connected in a way that is beyond human design. In my opinion, it's something incredible that the way it all comes together and the way that the different pieces of your life fit together were designed for you and the path that you're supposed to be on. Yeah. Yeah. hundred (laughs) percent. So last question, what is your key to thriving that you want to share with your fellow waiting warriors? Um, it's, it's really tied to what I said earlier. Um, make sure that in all of the wonderful, supportive, caring roles that you take on, make sure that you extend some of that love and care to yourself. And if there is a dream that you have had your whole life or something that you were pursuing before you got married or had kids or whatever, like make sure that that is still there. And if it is, make sure that you do something about it. It doesn't have to be a big, crazy step. It can be something little, but make sure that you feed that part of yourself as well as feeding your marriage and taking care of your family or whatever it is that your life looks like. Um, I think, as I mentioned before, all of the qualities that you need to be happy, to be successful, to be um, living a life that you're grateful to wake up to every day, all of those things are already within you. And you just have to decide that 
it's what you want and reach for them. If that makes sense. Yeah. I love it. Now I'm all like ramped up and I'm going to have a dream about warrior Michelle. Who's. (laughs) I mean, I would also add like my, so I know you said you were, you guys are LDS. Um, Mm -hmm. We're um, Lutheran in my family. And like, I would be totally remiss if I did not say that all of this is all of that design that I was talking about, I feel is God and his purpose for your life. And it's not, um, when I say it's something that you have within you, I mean, it's something that you have been given um, because you're part of creation and pulling on that um, is like, those are the gifts and the talents and the things that God has given you. And those are what you're pulling on. I think even, so it's like, obviously I have, I have very strong faith and, and, uh, a strong understanding in my religion, but I think Mm -hmm. to make it a, not a blanket statement, but just to help in, in like universal terms, no matter what your faith is, I feel like if you have an understanding and a belief in a higher being and in, um, in the grant, the concept of a grand design Mm -hmm. is, is extremely powerful. And in your individual religion, you know, they all have different interpretations of that, but it, you know, it's scientifically proven and there's social science behind it of supporting the fact that if you have a moral grounding and an understanding and belief in a higher power, you have an overwhelmingly larger potential and capacity to handle difficult things. Mm-hmm. It's like, like the studies are astounding. And I think it's because of that concept of you understand what you have been given and the power that is inside of you because of who gave it to you. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, that's God, you know, and some, <laughs> it's just this being that is, and it doesn't even have a name. And, you know, there's other religions where it's multiple, but whatever it is, is when you're drawing on power that is not your own your capacity grows. And again, for me, that's God. And you have these gifts that an eternal being gives you like, that's just powerful. I, Mm -hmm. I kind of went on a little. No, I mean, and I would even add to that. Not only do you have that potential, but you have that hope. So when you have, I mean, this is going to date your episode a little bit, but like right now, this country is facing the coronavirus crisis. Mm -hmm. And I have no idea how people who don't have or don't have a belief system, how they wake up in the morning with any hope. Um, Because like the only reason that I can wake up in the morning and keep pushing forward is because I know that God has overcome this and Mm -hmm. it's not bigger than him. And we have this hope that there is something better and that our lives have purpose. Um, And so you have this hope and that's how you tap into that potential because you know that whatever kind of crappy circumstance you're in right now is not the end of your story. Mm -hmm. See, and see, like mind blowing again, just because like the wheels are turning because again, it goes back to that concept of what you talked about earlier is you like you make the decision before. You make mm-hmm. the decision as a military spouse, as a waiting warrior, you've made the decision that you are going to come out of this. 
with the coronavirus, you've already made the decision that we will come out of this. So we will, because Mm -hmm. you don't, you, we don't have all the answers. Like we have had some really crappy days over here because of this whole pandemic thing. And I don't know the answer to every question that I have right now, but I know that we're going to get out of it. Just like I don't have the answer to every really dumb situation that the (laughs) army will give us. Mm -hmm. I know that we will come out of it because there are those basic things, those basic decisions that I've made and that sheer determination of I've answered the question and I have the eternal flame fiery desire that we're going to make it work. Just same principle in life and waiting more your life. Like it's just, I, I think it's super fun when we have episodes like this, where it's like, no, this is just, it is, you just have to decide. And that's how you like you decide. And then that gives you answers and it gives you hope. And then it gives you power. And then you voila. I mean, Oh yeah. I definitely think it's all connected. Like there's, there is a design mm-hmm. and it's, it's awesome that we are not in charge <laughs> of the design because it would my be story would have been over there. in like second grade. So yeah. <laughs> thank goodness <laughs> for somebody else having control of the raids here. Yeah. Talking yeah, about like, life, um, life's problems. <laughs> I'm not learning how to read. Like, peace out. <laughs> I don't actually know if you learn how to read in second grade. The girls are not there yet. Multiplication so. is just way too hard. You have <laughs> Done. No idea how. Done. Yeah. I wonder if that's like how God sees us. It's like, oh, you're just so cute in your multiplication, even though you're adult. Oh my gosh. There's so much no. to figure out. <laughs> so I, this is embarrassing, but I don't mind telling people because I came out of it. I, I didn't flunk. Okay. (laughs) But I didn't get a high enough score in finite math twice in college to get my journalism degree. And the whole time I was like, God, I don't feel like there's a lesson in this. I feel like you're toying with me. Like, I don't see, (laughs) I don't see anything great coming out of this. Um, and there wasn't. So just, just sometimes, or maybe, you know what, that's not true. Maybe in like 30 years, it will make sense. Um, mm-hmm. But like I said, it's a really good thing that I am not in charge. Um, and that there's somebody else looking out for my kids <laughs> and my husband. <laughs> um, because my worry is not going to help anybody or keep anybody mm-hmm. safe. It's, um, it's just awesome that there's a bigger picture. Yeah. Okay. So really, really last question. How can <laughs> how can people connect with you online if they want to talk more about this, if they want to reach out, all those things? Sure. I think the best way to reach me is um, on my website, which is policefreelancing.com. And my last name is F-L-E-A-C-E, policefreelancing.com. Awesome. Well, everybody do that. We'll put a link to her website in the show notes and thank you so much for this conversation for this. Um, I mean, to me, it's like, I feel like I've been called to call upon my power. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and just my hands are all clenched and I'm ready to go <laughs> clenched in like a good way though. You know? <laughs> like, 
not the angry, but like, right, a, was, yeah. I don't know why that was so funny to me. <laughs> Just like imagining you at your in front of your microphone, like, oh, <laughs> okay, I may or may not be literally doing that. <laughs> but I'm just oh. I'm like ready to go, but it's bedtime. So now I feel like I should stay up, but I'm not. I'm going to bed. Anyways, thank you so much, <laughs> Hannah. Thank you, listeners. Um, let us know what you think. What like I don't I like I've been liking asking the last few episodes, asking and hearing from you guys. I want to hear what do you feel like is a part of yourself that you haven't been utilizing using calling upon whatever word gets you to where you need to be with that with those parts of yourself what are those parts that you haven't been feeling are useful or are helpful or you've just kind of set aside for the sake of winning warrior life and supporting your significant other or in motherhood or in working you know what I mean whatever it has been what has been something that you've set aside and let me hear on social media. And remember guys, I think this means so much now more than ever, but just because it's hard doesn't mean it has to be miserable. And you guys have a great week. Thanks again, Hannah. Thank you. I really want to thank you guys for just simply being here. I know how precious and important your time is, and I'm extremely grateful that you're spending your time here with us, the Waiting Warriors. I know that being a Waiting Warrior can be super isolating and lonely, so I hope, 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 hope that you feel loved and supported as well. Can I ask for one thing, though? Can you share this podcast so others can feel that as well? I'm a firm believer that sharing is caring, so if you know another military or first responder loved one, please share the podcast. The Waiting Warriors is a valuable resource, and I would really appreciate your help spreading the news. So, if you could text an episode to a friend, screenshot it, and share it on social media, anything, it would honestly mean so much. 